Welcome to the Empower Podcast, a community of women that encourage and inspire each other to move forward in everything that God has for their lives. Hey friends, I'm Kelly. And I am Kaylee, and we are so excited that you guys are joining us today for our bonus episodes of season two. We're really excited about it. Yeah, it's going to be um, so much fun. We're going to kind of have four episodes where we break um, down each episode into different kind of topics. And what we really, what we did is we sent out some question boxes. I believe that's what they call them on Instagram, yeah, right? Question boxes. Yeah. We sent some question boxes on our Instagram and just asked you guys to submit some questions. You had some amazing questions. Yeah. Question. Some were really tough and difficult and intense, and others um, were a lot of fun. And so we're just going to uh, today take some of those questions and answer them. And what's our topic today, Kaylee? Today is on relationships. And it was actually some of these questions um, were pretty intense. And so I'm actually really excited excited to dig uh, a little bit deeper into relationships because it's so important. God calls us into relationships and into community. And we're supposed to live life with each other and not alone and not isolated. And so, of course, the enemy would love to divide. And um, you know, not, not allow unity to happen within relationships. So I think that a lot of times that can be yeah. an area in our life that we struggle with. And so sure. I'm excited to talk about that today. Yeah. Especially in 2020, I think one thing that's been on my heart is just so many, um, so many of us have been isolated in certain ways. A lot of my friends and family members, they work remotely now. Yeah. And so they don't get out as much. And there's an isolation that will come with that, even no matter how hard we fight it. And so right. I think kind of really digging into um, kind of some principles to good quality relationships and how important they are to our yeah. lives is going to be great even just to end this this year. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So... Um, to help us with these questions, we brought in a friend of ours. Yes. So Ashley is going to ask the questions and Kaylee and I are going to answer them the best that we can. Yeah. So, so Ashley, what's our first question? So the first question is, um, when it comes to broken family relationships, should I always fight for reconciliation or leave unpromising people behind? So basically, should I fight for Uh, the relationship, even if it doesn't seem hopeful, or should I kind of close the door on it and leave it be? Wow. So I think that this is a very challenging question, but the first thing that pops into my mind is that um, God is a God of restoration and God is a God of redemption. And so no matter how broken your your relationship might feel, um, it doesn't mean that God's done. God can restore anything. And when I say anything, I mean anything. And so I don't think that you should give up. Now, I think that there are seasons where you have done your best and you have given um, your all and maybe they're hurting you continually. Um, I do believe that with wisdom and prayer and guidance that there can be healthy separation but that doesn't mean you're not fighting for it in prayer. That doesn't mean you're not fighting for it um, in your in your quiet time and allowing God to restore in his timing. I think a lot That's of times good. as humans, we want to try to control the timetables. We want to co- try to control the situation. And when we try to control, we, we try to um, rush restoration mm-hmm. and restoration uh, takes time. And so I think that 
um, every relationship that's broken um, has a different story and a different timeline. And so um, you really just have to trust the Lord with it, give it your best, and um, just trust that God's going to guide you with it. You know, that's a hard question. Yeah, no, that's really hard. And um, it's first Peter four in first Peter four, it says that we all need to continue to show deep love for each other because love covers a multitude of sin, but that doesn't. And I think what you're trying to say too, is like, we can do that from different places depending on where that relationship is. So we're always going to love them. We're going to pray for them, Yeah. but know this like disclaimer, if there is like physical or um, mental or verbal abuse, like getting out of that situation could be the best way, which I think is fine. Um, but also realizing that, um, we are fighting, but we can fight close or we can fight far away yeah. through prayer too. So right. I think uh, love will cover a multitude of sin. And I also think that you had said something interesting in there with the, the we like to control it. Yeah. And I think what's really interesting with relationships is that we try to change people, but we can't change no. people. We can't control that. Only God can do yep. that. And so lo- allow God some time for yeah. that to happen. And then just... Um, and give, give some grace and some time for that. Right. So maybe, maybe the restoration isn't now, maybe it's yeah. one year, two years, five, 10 years down the road. Right. I think really you just have to keep praying and trusting that God will restore and you, and God will give you direction. And so, mm. um, whatever situation you might be in, just pray and yeah. surrender it to God and, um, he'll get, he'll lead you. Yeah. So. And just some hope is that, I've seen God do some crazy things in relationships like this, the relationships that were so broken so far, whether it was addiction, Mm -hmm. um, uh, infidelity, abuse, like so far, like they would never get back and seeing those, um, just be reconciled in some very beautiful, miraculous ways. So we're praying for you and believing, um, for full redemption and restoration for sure. All right, next question. Heavy hitter from the top. I know that was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next question is, how do I handle friends who are always thinking and speaking negatively? Hmm. Well, be positive, friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, to put it simple, I kind of think that's going to be um, – my answer, I think that we are constantly going to have people around us that are negative and we just have to, uh, we say this all the time in our church, right? We're the thermostat, not the thermometer. Yeah. So if meaning that if like I can walk into a negative room and I can choose to be negative in that room and, and right. be the thermometer where I'm bringing myself down to that level, or I can choose to be the thermostat and bring positive. Have you ever, have you ever heard or had somebody say this to you or to somebody else? You know what? You just light up every room. Mm. Have you ever heard that? Mm-hmm. Those are the people that it doesn't matter what right. the, the room feels like it's, they're coming in with their positivity. Right. Um, and it's just a confidence in kind of who God has called us to be. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think that we're encouraged. The Bible tells us to encourage one another, to build each other up. And I know it's really hard when there's a lot of pe- negative people mm-hmm. around you, but to shift that, to be, um, to I'm going to build them up and I'm going to replace every negative comment they're saying, maybe with a positive one, not in a like, pretentious, mm-hmm. sarcastic way, mm-hmm. but in a genuine way. I was actually talking to someone recently about this. Um, and it was, have you ever had someone neg- negative so much that sometimes it will attach it to your identity? Oh yeah. Um, even if they're not 
intending for that and you attach it like, well, maybe I'm not good at that or maybe I'm um, not worthy. And and we attach sometimes other people's negative thoughts or or words. And I think what's interesting is that we can't let that happen either. So right. yes, be positive, but also know that um, replace that, even if it's in your brain, replace it in your mind with, hey, yeah. I'm actually... I'm actually really good at that or I'm actually, I'm yeah. not giving very good examples, but, um, yeah, I know what you mean though. Yeah. Like if someone says, for example, like, why did you, why did you buy that dog or whatever? Like, right. You know, like <laughs> I, for some reason people have this weird thing about dogs, but why did you buy that dog? And, or why do you have that dog? And your response could be like, oh gosh, why did I get the dog? Or it can be, you know what? My dog is going to bring joy and happiness to our right. family. Right. And so it's just, you have it's to know your why. Yeah. Yeah. Shifting those thoughts to um, not let it attached, right. attach negatively. Totally. I think too, a lot of times if you're around people that, um, who are always, uh, thinking and speaking, negatively, there's something going on within them. Like that's that's deeper. And so anytime I see that in somebody, it's my goal to ask them questions, um, that digs to the root. Yeah. You're really good at that. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you're so nice. I um, love that. But like, there's always a root to negative thinking. There's always a root to negative speaking. And so, if you could rip that root out, man, they're going to be a different person because yeah. and they're not going to want to answer those questions sometimes. Right, right. But like, you have to be the friend. If you're really their friend, you have to be the person that's willing to go there. Yeah. And no, so, like, you have to ask them, like, hey, like, I hear you, you talking negative, negatively all the time, or you're, you're thinking a certain way. The reason why you're saying these things, there's a reason. And so figure out a way to, to go there and dig deep because man, if you can pull out that route, they're going to be better for it. And, um, but let me speak to this. If after you've done that and you've done that multiple times and you are spent on your energy of trying to help them pivot themselves, themselves in a different direction, it's not working it's really important who you surround yourself with. So if they are a person that is pulling you down, maybe there needs to be a little bit more space in between you and that person. Um, It doesn't mean you're not going to be friends, um, but maybe you shouldn't be hanging out with them every day um, if it's pulling you down like that. And I know that that's probably a harsh answer, but uh, pray about it because every friendship and relationship is, is different, but don't give up right away. Try to dig first. And then if after a lot of digging, um, nothing changes, then there should be space, I think. Yeah. No, that's good. I feel like we could, to be honest, have a whole podcast on just this question. Really (laughs) good. Yeah. Um, But we'll definitely move on uh, for time's sake. But Ashley? These are so good. All right. The next one says, any tips for maintaining and caring for long distance relationships? Okay. So I'm going to answer this one first, mainly because, um, this, and I want to kind of preface this with, with when I first read this question, I thought that it was in the sense of like boyfriend and girlfriend, which it might've been. Mm -hmm. Um, that's what I think of when I think of long distance relationships, but Kaylee reminded me that I actually have a lot of long distance relationships (laughs) in my life with my family and my friends. And so, uh, just because I live, um, further away from family and even some really close, um, friends from middle and high school. And what's crazy is, um, I never really realized that until you guys kind of said this, like that I'm in this long distance relationships. And, um, if I'm going to be completely transparent, I feel like I do a horrible job. 
And so it's one thing that I probably no. beat myself up over <laughs> a lot um, in, inside my brain. Like I need to reach out more. I need to say more. I need to do more. Um, I can't, I have this like guilt of not being there mm. um, and being able to, cause I work, I don't work best on the phone. I don't love talking mm. on the phone. Mm. I'm best in person. Like I like mm-hmm. making memories type Is of thing. One of your love languages, quality time. Um, I think so. Okay, that could be taking the test. That could be why you feel that way. So if you're not like physically with them, you feel like you're not like showing them love in a sense, you know? Yeah, and I'm not good at the phone. So, Mm. or texting for that matter, or Instagram or (laughs) Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I try really hard, but anyway, so I'm telling you that I'm really bad at this, but I'm going to give you some (laughs) tips that I actually do. No, and she's so, actually really good at it. Um, some I don't know about really good, but tips for maintaining is try not to beat yourself up over yeah. it if it is friends and families, but also just um, reach out when you're thinking of them. I think I've been really trying to do that. That's almost been like a, con- but it has to be a conscious thought. So I'll think about my friends and family every day, but I don't always like reach out and text them. Yeah. And so it takes literally 30 seconds to a minute, but um, every time I do, I just like, uh, it gives me what I kind of need in that relationship as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so just reach out whenever you think of them, even if it's just like, Hey, love you thinking of you, that's gone a really long way with some of like my friends and my yeah, family. For sure. Um, and then with family, we're probably bad at this. Actually, you know what I'm doing for Christmas and I'm giving this away. So oh, my family, I hope my mom will listen. I don't know if anyone else will. Oh, but no. For my mom and my <laughs> in-laws, we're actually getting them um, the Alexa that you can FaceTime with. Oh, and so, so cute. We, and I got one for us too. So my kids, because we're so bad at having our kids call them. And so we have kids. And so this way when I'm like cooking dinner, we're in the kitchen, like we're in our house, my kids can just push a button and like Aww, FaceTime them that's right That's such there. a good like, idea. They don't need my phone. And so I thought that was actually something too, because this question, I struggle with the same question. Mm. So um, to help us for Christmas, we're going to do that to really just help keep that connection especially with our kids getting older um so do you have any tips yeah no i think it's what you're saying too is the intentionality of it so yeah that's good. um with long distance relationships like you can make things intentional like on a special day facetime them or send them a card yeah. or whatever being ten- intentional about that relationship i think is what matters so yeah, actually, one thing I've also started doing that I get some compliments. Um, I, I say compliments, not like that. People just seem to really um, appreciate it is because I'm not good at calling and I'm not good at texting. I do birthday texts and my birthday texts aren't just like a Facebook message or a happy birthday because um, I used to do that like on Instagram or Facebook. You know, you can do the birthday thing. And then um, so I started doing Tech, like tech and they're like full paragraphs and yes, you get it, the best birthday I text. like sit down I take time like it's like I'm writing a birthday card out to yeah. somebody and I've just been intentional I've probably I done that in the it. last like two years um and almost every time I send one people are like oh my gosh that made me cry like you yeah. forget how just people need to even hear how much you value them it's so true um, I think we for we take it for granted yeah to, and we just if we like say some, um, or see something, say something type of thing. So if you, if you value that person, just make sure to like, let them know. I love that. That's so good. Yeah. And I think if it's for your boyfriend or if there's a guy listening, your girlfriend, um, (laughs) and shout out to any guys that are being, uh, that are listening right now. 3%. I know. 3%. I mean, there's a little bit. So it's fine. fine. (laughs) Yeah. It's our husband's (laughs) trying to support. Yeah. Um, but if it's, uh, your boyfriend trying to be intentional with them too, it's the same thing, you know, just making the most of uh, the time and those moments that, um, you can. So 
All right. Final question, my friends. The last one says, how do I navigate being married and having single friends when our boundaries are different? Ooh. Okay. So I'm going to have to think about this one for a second. So how do I navigate being married and having single friends when our boundaries are different? Okay. So honestly, the first thing that comes to my mind is that you have to communicate and let your boundaries be known. So if you're not communicating to your single friends, like, oh, this is the night that I'm spending with my family. How are they going to know that? You know, so I think any of my single friends that I have had, I'm just open and honest with like, this is what my life looks like. And you can come be a part of it. I I would love for you to be a part of it, but just open and honest, not letting um, the differences that you have be a, a separation between you two. Right. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I think, I think it makes sense. Like we're, you're going to, um, here's the hard thing with relationships, especially if you're newly married and in that stage is that in life and mm-hmm. in all of your relationships, they're going to go through seasons. Right. And I just talked about having long distance relationships right. with people I've been friends with and from middle school and high school, I'm talking 30 year friendships. Mm-hmm. I know I just told a little bit of my age, but that's awesome. Um, 30 year friendships where there are seasons mm-hmm. and we didn't have, we didn't get all married at the same time, right. have babies at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, know that like, that's okay. Right. And kind of give yourself grace. But, and Kaylee said it, be clear with your expectations. Right. So you have to navigate your marriage, which is for life. You made a covenant. Right. And that covenant comes first. Right. No matter what. Yeah. Um, it comes first. And some of you may be in here be like, well, my marriage doesn't have to come first. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Like your marriage, let me free somebody out there. Your marriage comes first right. before any of your friends. That's right. And I know that can sound harsh, especially when you've been best friends with someone longer than you've even known your husband. Mm-hmm. That's really hard. Right. Um, but I think it's important to be clear with those expectations with your friends mm-hmm. and give them a night if they need a night, like a girl's night weekly. Oh my gosh, that, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I still need a mm-hmm. girl's night. For sure. Um, and so I think just be clear with those expectations, whatever they are, let your husband know those expectations. I know that's one thing that Tyler yeah. and I even sometimes can struggle with is like, Oh, I have a girl's night. And he's like, well, you didn't tell me. <laughs> you didn't tell me. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, if you want to help that side, the marriage side to communicate, <laughs> communicate yeah. with your husband, but mm-hmm. I think, yeah, communicate and be clear yeah. with your expectations is good. Yeah. And I think as long as you're communicating, it's an understanding that they have. So if you're the one that's married and the single that's friend good. knows it's, it's just this, it's this understanding that yeah. it allows it to work because if you're trying to meet them where they're at and you're not telling them your boundaries, you're going to get stepped all over. They're not going to understand. And so communication yeah. is key. And I think you actually said something that, um, I've never really, maybe it's just a revelation that I just had, but I think if you're <laughs> the single friends, cause I've been the single friend too. And I think if you're the single friends, like give a lot of grace to your married friend, because oh, yeah. that is a, a, that's a huge like step, whether, for sure. you know, they've been together for a month or been together for five years, like getting married is a whole different ball game. And yeah. so, um, give some grace to that as well as that, as that single friend, mm-hmm. but also like, just say, Hey, why don't I like, say they just had, uh, when you have babies, that's a whole nother season. So say they just had a baby, just be like, Hey, you go on a date night. I'm going to take care of your baby. Like be that friend for sure. You know, like be that friend that supports them and loves them and doesn't say, why don't you ever hang out with me anymore? Because that puts a pressure on your married friend that they're just trying to hold it all together. Exactly. Um, and in a crazy season. So I think it's give each other grace, communicate well, have clear expectations and then yeah. just, yeah, love each other, love each other like right. your best friends or yeah. friends. 
For sure. Oh my gosh. These questions have been so fun. I love being able to answer the questions of our Empower community. And I can't wait to do some more questions. But before we end, we love to do a little recap of what we talked about. So Kelly, would you like to start us out? Um, yeah, so I actually, um, I, when we were prepping for this, I read a proverb in Proverbs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, I read a proverb in Proverbs, Proverbs thirteen twenty. It says to walk with the wise and become wise. And I think that's a cool just proverb for just friendships in general. Yeah. Like, you know, find those friends that make you better. Um, mm-hmm. And those friends that are wise and really support you and lift you up and celebrate you. But to recap, uh, I think one thing that I took really in the beginning was uh, to fight for our people in prayer. Like people kind of suck sometimes and people are hard, for lack (laughs) of a better word. Uh, People can be very hard. We are in the business of people. So we understand that. Mm -hmm. But people also are amazing and they give so much joy and we are meant to live with them. So fight for our people in prayer. And then also just like encourage and build up others around you. Like we're all about um, celebrating others at Empower. And I think to be honest, this helps not only with relationships, but also with like mindset um, to be the thermostat, not the thermometer. Yeah, that's so good. I got also being intentional with our relationships. Take the time out of your day to send a text or just buy a gift that you're thinking about. Just be intentional. It really just, um, Kelly bought me a coffee before this podcast and it made me so happy. And I was like, oh, I was needing that coffee. So like be intentional, think about your friends and show them love. And also another little takeaway, uh, give clear expectations, communicate. Communication is the key to a good relationship or friendship. Uh, But anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. Don't forget to review and subscribe to the Empower Podcast and follow us on Instagram at Empower Community. Thank you for listening to the Empower Community Podcast. We would love for you to share with your friends and of course, subscribe so you don't miss any of the episodes.